Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hi, this is Sue, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck! Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual hey what the actual fuckers and welcome to wtaf of this country podcast now first he's the man who's just come back from book club where he's written his own story called i love my brick in a pillowcase available soon at all good bookstores and bad ones it's neil (laughs) hello hello pal and where did you get your inspiration for that well i wonder maybe (laughs) somebody could tell us a little bit shortly within this interview maybe now our returning guest this episode needs no introduction so i reached out and got some of her friends to say hi instead so saying hi we have harry mcclary from donaldson's dairy blitzen maloney <laughs> or skinny and bony muffin mcclay bundle of hay bottomly pots all covered in spots hercules morse big as a horse and not forgetting big as a horse <laughs> and not forgetting forgetting harry mcclary donaldson's dairy again of course it's big mandy herself we welcome back ashley mcguire yay hey. Uh, I can't believe that it was, I think you were our third or fourth episode way back. We're now on episode 137. Oh, you've milked it till it's turned into cheese. I'm telling you, you, we have smacked the shit out of it. We really, really <laughs> we, And if the American one goes, oh my God, we could go. You're going to carry yeah. on. We'll do a thousand episodes. It'll be amazing. We're like Joe Rogan. So how are, how wow. are you doing, Ashley, in these uh, weird times? All right, yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, it's weird. There's no work, and the work that we had is gone, and or it's postponed, so it's hard. But um, yeah, all right. I've been in France mostly. Oh, have you? What you got? You got yeah, stuff there, or yeah, my girlfriend's got a. Uh, she bought a house over there, so I was there when it all closed down, mm. and uh, it was much safer actually. We we're right in the middle of nowhere in the countryside. Um, and then I came back recently because I had a, an accident, a motorbike accident, and broke my leg. Oh, no. 
<laughs> a dog attacked me. And you're joking. <laughs> fucking what, prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking prick attacked me. Yeah, on the motorbike. So I crashed and broke my leg, broke my collarbone. Oh my God. Um, so I came back recently and uh, I, it's the first really that I've experienced the virus actually, you know, where we were in France was so quiet. So coming back to central London has been uh, quite eye-opening. Oh, my God. So, yeah, but I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you two? Yeah, it's... it's uh, Neil's um, a frontline worker, so he's been working. It's Nothing's changed. If anything, he's got... Oh, really, busier. Neil? Yeah, so, yeah, I've uh, just got busier, and, um, yeah, nothing's changed for me. I've just carried on. Well, apart from coming home and not seeing anyone. <laughs> Nothing's really. Do you live alone? I do. Yeah, my kids. Don't yeah, must be difficult. Yeah, whereas I'm the complete, I'm the complete opposite. I've been furloughed for eleven weeks now, and I've got a house full of people. So it's sort of like, yeah. So it's just, it's weird how we are both ends of the scale. <laughs> it's just crazy. But then also doing it, doing the podcast this way, has gotten a bit of taken a bit of getting used to. But um, I think it's it's. It's, you can't keep saying it's nice because it's not nice because I would rather be able to do this the way that we've done it before but you know you just have to make the best of it it's weird when you say that like you I mean so how long were you in France then with not realizing exactly the extent of what was going on I was there from February wow and I got but I got back here uh five weeks ago oh my god oh. Yeah, four weeks ago. So that must must have been like walking straight into like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, the airport. Uh, Paul Kay, you know the actor Paul Kay? Yeah. So he picked me up from the airport. He's a good friend of mine. He picked me up from the airport. And that's what he said as I came through in a wheelchair. He said, uh, fucking hell, I suck a fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the, the, the airport was deserted, absolutely really? deserted. And then, but I mean, it's busy. It's busy as fuck now. I was down Oxford Street yesterday. It's like there's no virus has happened. I, I think it's like that everywhere. So we, we walked into Sirencester, in where I live, and it, everybody, nobody's got masks on. Everybody's just walking no. around like normal. And you think, mm. well, hang on, yeah. has anything actually changed or not? It just, it's, 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 it's worrying. It is worrying. I think for everybody, but not everybody. But I think it's the job of the young to not concern themselves with it, you know? And it, to be honest, the virus doesn't really affect them, does it? It's, it's, not, it's not the same. So, you know, I guess if I was kind of 19 years old, I don't know how precautious I would be. No, no exactly. No, That's I think unless it, unless it maybe affects your family directly, I don't think, I yeah. don't think uh, as, as we've all been young, we all, we all think we're going to live forever and nothing's going to affect us and stuff. And then you realise as you get older, everything creaks, everything hurts when you bend yeah. over. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're going to get rid of all that horrible nonsense and we're going to talk about something wonderful, which was Big Mandy in Series 3. Um, I, mm -hmm. I don't even think we spoke to you about Series, series two? 2 that much, really, oh. did we? Um, no. So... When you when you got the scripts, I say for series two or series three, how did you how did you feel? How did you like the fact that Mandy was obviously in it and um, expanding on her story a little bit more? Oh, you know, I love it. I felt so. I feel so privileged to have been a part of it. And um, you know, you could see after the first series it was going to be a hit, and and um, 
there were certain characters that people liked. So I had an idea that we would get a bit more, uh, I would get a bit more in series two and series three. And um, they're just hilarious. I mean, when the scripts come through, you, you know, you just feel like fucking hell, so lucky. And then all the improvising that we do. Um, oh, it's just one of the best things I've ever worked on, to be honest. It's a shame it's over, but it should be over. Oh, right. Okay. So you're, you're happy with their decision for that? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah, leave them wanting more. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you never know what will happen in the future, but, but um, they just did such a fucking great job and such brilliant writing. And, and, you know, it was such a joy on the set, you know, like old friends meeting up and, you know, we just tried to make each other laugh. That's, that's all we concerned ourselves with all day long. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think I think it's best not to 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 flog yeah. it until it's until it's had it. Like we've done with this podcast, you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, it stinks. We spoke to Paul last week, Ashley, um, again, and he said obviously on series three he struggled with corpse in a lot. Did you find that on series three as well? Well, it was the first time I've worked with Geeve, who plays um, the vicar. Yeah. And uh, we had a terrible time doing that scene, that uh, book club scene. It was it was impossible because, you know, it was myself and Celeste was there and Daisy. So one of us was always laughing. We were always just always laughing. Mm. Um, but I'm not a I'm not a big um, sadly I'm not a big corpse, so I won't end up in a lot of outtakes because I don't I, I don't laugh. Uh, I mean, we did on that. I got, you know, I lost control a bit on that one, but um, I'm usually quite good keeping it together. And do you have? Do you have? Give is useless. <laughs> absolutely useless. He, he did. He did admit that. He must admit. Yeah. So, do you have a process in if you feel the giggles coming along? Then on, on you know, do you? No, there's nothing you can right. do. Do you remember being at school and you would start laughing and you weren't allowed, mm. and it would make it worse. Yeah. And it's impossible to stop. It doesn't matter if somebody's screaming at you. You're in the end. You're you. You know. It's exactly the same. It's just the same. Mm. And you know, you can hear sometimes the director. You know, the, the a little bit of frustration in the voice coming in, or but you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't. You just have to do. You know, wait until it's exhausted. Mm. The one that I, it can be really hard. Yeah, the one I thought would have been quite hard, and I always laugh at it, is when the driving lesson episode when you just lean into the window. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> it's your expression <laughs> and looking at, the, and the way Daisy and Charlie are, or Kerry and Curtin, I should say. Uh, Did you struggle on that one? Because that's the one I felt would have been hard. No, no. no. it's the it's the deadpan way that Mandy said, you know, says. What have you got in your? Oh, it's just a it's just a brick in a pillowcase. Yeah, we. I mean, we did laugh. We did laugh. But you try and get it out of the way in rehearsals. Yeah, right, right. And they tend to start on me as well, I think, because they know I perhaps I don't laugh. I don't laugh as much. So if they start on me, then then um, we've got it out of the way. <laughs> really. But, yeah, I'm, it's one of my skills is being able to hold it together. So the um, what I had in the uh, intro with... Um, Blitz and Maloney or Skinny and Boney. That that scene. Oh, that was a pain in the ass. I was going to say, that. did you do that in like, is that one continuous shot or was that, that yeah. was? Wow. So, yeah. so how many times did it take you to get that right? 
Just the once. Maybe oh, two, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a professional. Yeah. What? yeah, I I don't know, maybe we we probably did it a few times, but it was that was that was tough to learn. Right. Because I'm much I'm much older than than uh, Daisy and Charlie. So that book, I didn't know that book. It didn't ring any bells for me, you know. Mm. And I had to just learn yeah. it. Yeah. And uh for some reason, I found it really difficult to remember, you know, who was next, Blitzer. Like, you know, there's such weird names as well. You can't really, because I, I, associ- I use association. That's how I learn lines. Mm. And it's difficult to do it with weird, with the weirdness of that. So that was a pain in the ass. I silly. can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, a good <laughs> So, believe in series three, you were allowed to improvise a lot more than you were on the previous series. Is that right? No, we always improvised. I thought there was more on this series. No. Who said that, Paul? I can't remember now. Maybe Paul was allowed to improvise. (laughs) (laughs) No, we always did. We always shot it, shot it as it was written, and then and then shot around it, and you know, added things, and it's always been like that. With certainly when I've been right, and that's something you enjoy, is it improvisation? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you can't believe what comes out of your own head. I mean, there was a load of stuff about, you know, Mandy having been brought up by a pack of dogs <laughs> that we did, that we couldn't... Um, uh, that makes sense. I don't think we could use any of it because Daisy couldn't stop laughing. That makes so much sense, though. It just makes so much sense that, that Mandy yeah. would be... Yeah. 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 Um, it's It's... it's because, well, this series, they did bring out, like, a blooper reel, didn't they? Um, but yeah. I noticed that there wasn't that much of, of you in it, which I was really disappointed with. I don't think I'm in it at no, all, I don't am I? think you are. And I think, I feel yeah. like they're holding back, and they should, you know, it should be, like, a good half hour of... of there, there must be, because, I mean, even from series one and series two... Oh, there is? Yeah. There is. Oh, there's plenty, even just from Book Club. We There really was... It did get to the stage in the end where where um, Tom was like, "Come on, <laughs> come on!" You know, it took us all day to do that. So, scene. do you feel the room turns sometimes? So they get like the the cameraman and the director and the producer, and, uh, yeah. all of a sudden they're like, right, "This isn't funny yeah. anymore." We got to... yeah, but but fuck them because when we did the the tattoo scene, it was the crew that kept you know ruining the take. Laughing. Right, right. <laughs> you could just hit, and it didn't matter how they kept being moved further and further away. But you could still hear the laughter. It just was getting further and further away <laughs> every time another tattoo came out. Oh, so they got a bit of payback. Uh, so if 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 they said they're going to come back in 10 years' time or whatever and do, let's go and see what's happening back at the village, what do you think Big Mandy will be up to in 10 years? Just doing exactly the same or... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, she yeah, she might be on a mobility scooter by then. <laughs> A new oh, dog, probably. A new... Souped up. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably... You know, with spikes on its wheels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. New dog. Yeah, I don't think Tyson will have made it in 10 years' time. Yeah. It was pr- pretty ropey, that dog, to start with. There's only so many bird's nests you can eat, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a passive dog in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh, bless. Yeah, just really soppy. Well, I do need to thank you as well, Ashley, because um, and I because I I, I I hadn't watched Mandang when we first spoke to you, uh, and then I was looking through your IMDb and thought, oh, well, I like 
Greg Davis, so I'm going to watch them. And obviously Rick Mail. So I started watching it, and I couldn't believe that it slipped in under my radar. I just loved it. It did with a lot of people. Unbelievable. And so much so that when it came to, was it the last series? And we finally saw, I'm going to forget now, is it Dave that was the character that was in the, the, the cafe that you never saw? Bob. Bob. And then you go and see Bob and it's fucking Mark Hamill. Oh, oh my God. And I, I, I really surprised. Did you meet Mark Hamill? Oh, no, I was working. Gutting. No, I couldn't do it. I was working. That was such a... I was gutted because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, I just couldn't, I couldn't yeah. believe that moment. But first of all, as you know, it's the, I think the sixth anniversary of Rick Mail's death just passed us as we're, as yeah. we're recording. Uh, what was it like working with him? Because I saw a picture <sighs> of you and him uh, on your Instagram or Twitter, I think it was. What yeah. was it like? It, well, he. I grew up with the young yeah, ones. Same. I'm 48, so yeah. it's my. That's absolutely my era. He's a huge hero, and he was everything that I wanted him to. He was everything that I wanted him to be, and I think he knew. I think he knew when he met people from my generation. He knew that he that it would be, you know, unless they'd been under a rock, that they would worship yeah. him. So he gave us what we wanted. So the first thing he said to me, we uh, we were sat next to one another at the read-through, which I couldn't believe, my luck, because they put your places out of the read-through around the table. So you don't choose normally. It's it's decided. And I was next to Rick Mel. I couldn't believe it. And he just looked at me and he said to me, um, oh, we've got the same eyes. We should have sex. <laughs> Straight away. And I was like, oh, there he is. And he stayed like that. I mean, he was gorgeous. So, you know, became a friend. And um, when we did the scene together uh, in the cafe, you know, before the first take, he went to me, take no prisoners, comrade. <laughs> and then they, somebody said action. And I was just like, I can't believe this. Is, yeah. I can't believe this is happening to me. And he wanted us to do something together. You know, he was talking about, um, you know, we should write something and we should do something together. And then sadly, you know, he passed away yeah. and we are we're, we're all lost absolutely we're an lost. absolute loss absolutely. When he was, a, he was yeah. an icon of that that the whole style of comedy that was around at that time that that us as young adults i mean god that sounds straight out of young ones doesn't it young adults um that, that idolized and worshipped sort of everything that he did whether it was kevin turvey back before Young ones, I remember watching yeah. him on that, and he was an icon of comedy. He is an icon of comedy. Yeah, you know, yeah. Blackadder and all of the stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so again, I've seen the outtakes from Mandane, and the, there's um, there's a couple where you obviously lose it, where you're behind. Uh, working with Greg Davis must have been a nightmare as well, because he just seems like someone yeah. that laughs at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he does. Terrible, terrible. Uh, all of them, all three of them, actually. <laughs> right. Um, Mike was the least. Mike Wozniak was the was lost it the least of the three of them. But <clears throat> they've all known each other for eons, and you know, been on the stand up together. Roisin Connerty and Mike Wozniak and Greg Davis. So all the scenes that we did was always mostly always the three of them in the cafe. Terrible corpsing. Terrible. Right. Terrible. Corpsing. Right. Awful. Yeah. But is there yeah. any times when you get bored of it if other people are doing it? Or no. do you just enjoy it and you just go with the flow? That's my job. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? No. 
That's what I get paid for. <laughs> so no, I don't get bored of it. I don't get bored of it. I'm very lucky girl. Yeah. Is, is there much of it when you when you're uh, obviously since we last spoke, you've now joined the cast of EastEnders. Is there much mm. of it when you felt- joined and left? <laughs> joined and left. Joined and left. Yeah. But that's important. Absolutely. <laughs> is, there much of it when you, is there much of it on? Um, was there much of it on the set of EastEnders as well? No. no, it's not the sort of place you can have a laugh. No time. Oh, really? Lucky if you get two takes. Oh, they are. They work. So I've nothing but respect for soap actors. They work so fucking hard. Yeah. They're shooting sometimes three storylines at the same time, three different units, film units. You know, like I say, you're lucky if you get two takes. One of the actresses gave me a tip when I started. She said to me, if you don't like the take, try and mess it up during the take, she said, because you won't get another chance. Oh, really? So, so you know, they, they're amazing, consummate professionals. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, not a lot of love. I mean, I tried to, you know, obviously I, I'm a bit of a ham. So <laughs> it was a bit of uh, effing about, mm-hmm. but uh, no, not much. So is, is it a different set, a, a different set of acting skills then for working on a soap than on anything else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have to have a. I mean, their brains are amazing. That's that's um, practice that to learn those lines. You know, Jessie Wallace. She was the she was the best at it, who plays Cat Slater. She would just kind of pick up the script as she was walking to the set. Uh. And you'd be talking to her and she'd still be answering you, but looking at the lines, looking at the lines, looking at the lines, put it down and go. Wow. Wow. It's just amazing. You know, that's practice and, you know, uh, they work very hard, very hard. I couldn't do it. Right. They get, they they earn every penny, in my opinion. Because there's no life. You know, it's 18 hours a day, six days a week. They're all, they've all got lost their minds <laughs> because they're in this kind of bubble. Mm. And um, it's really hard, really hard. And they're lovely, all of them, you know, they're, they're, considering the pressure they're under, because it is immense pressure, um, everybody's lovely, mm. but nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you were just saying about that sort of um, pressure. I mean, is that is, is that like an industry sort of, on its own, that you don't get that. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so because because they have to shoot so fast. Everybody has to be so switched on. Mm. Everyone, from, you know, from the runner right up. Um, I think it is. It is. Yeah, you can't relax. You you. Can, there's not the same. That there's there there isn't the same um, freedom. Yeah. That's not to say there's no laughs on set, though, surely. <laughs> no, but but it is. But it's it's like doing a movie, in terms of in terms of the pressure. There's much less pressure when you film television than there is uh, uh, if you're doing a feature film or a soap. Yeah. I mean, it's much better than it used to be when we were filming on actual film. Uh, and you couldn't just keep rolling, and you know there was a finite amount of film. That was uh, the more pressure on the set, but um, or oh, it's very hard doing a soap. Very hard. Sound it. So could, yeah, you were a um, you were a Death Eater on Harry Potter as well, weren't you? So yeah. when you go to something like 
no disrespect to something like Mandane, which is quite a small production, if you like, and you go to something which is millions and millions of dollars uh, in Harry Potter. Is there a massive difference in the way that things are filmed and the way that everything is on set? Yeah, a massive difference. Right. A massive right. difference. And the the massive difference is money. Right. But um you know, I didn't speak in the in the I was I was on Harry Potter for months, but I didn't speak and you know it wasn't rewarding except for financially. It was amazing to be involved. Mm. But uh it wasn't it wasn't uh, an easy shoot by any means. It was we were freezing cold and um it was hard. Right. It was hard. And my mum had done the first five or six. Um, she'd been chaperoning on them and then she passed away. And when I started filming on it, a lot of the kids, it must have gone round the set, that came up to me. And she'd obviously looked after them when they were young and now they were, you know, teenagers. And a lot of them would come up and say, you know, you're Gloria's daughter. And we would get upset. So it was, it was, it was pretty hard... I found that quite a hard job, actually. So whenever anyone brings it up, all I think about is that <laughs> it's miserable not having any lines and sad that um, my mum wasn't there. No, no, right. so, sorry. sorry. I think they did me a favour. <laughs> sorry. I think they did me a favour. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that there, there, is a, there is a huge difference, a huge difference in a, in a major, major movie and uh, a little TV series. Give me the little TV series every time. Right. Because it's weird, because we've done um, uh, Comic-Cons before, where obviously there are people that stood way in the back in the original Star Wars that even now uh, sat at a little store selling their autographs for 15 quid. And it's things like that, where you have been in such an iconic, massive movie... That, you, that there are always going to be fans that will know you, even though you didn't have a speaking part, from Harry Potter as opposed to anything else that you've done. But really? Absolutely. Absolutely. And things like, things like Comic-Cons, you can make a fortune selling your photograph. Because there's... The, if I was absolutely. No, we've we... seen it with our own eyes. We've seen it. And there are, there are, there are people that were stormtroopers in the original Star Wars that you don't even know their face that go to Comic-Cons all over the world and sell their, sell their autograph. It is crazy, that kind of that, that really? side yeah. of it. Well, I'm missing a trick, I think you are. I mean, obviously, there isn't any Comic-Cons. I have a great part in, in Solo, uh, uh, um, the Star Wars story. And, uh, I, I, you know, they modelled me for a toy and everything. And, we, you know, we did some fantastic scenes shooting with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And then they fired the two directors. Yes, they did. And reshot everything. And Ron Howard uh, cast his brother in my part. No. No way. Yeah. So I was ready for Comic-Cons for the rest of my life. I was like, that's it, I'm set up now. You would have been sold. And then they cut me out, cut me out utterly. But I did nick a prop. What did you get? Is this, should I I say that? (laughs) No, no, you you borrowed it, Ashley. You didn't nick it. I borrowed yeah. it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure it's it's not a problem. I'm sure it's not a problem. I didn't really. No, you didn't. Of course you didn't. I didn't really. Of course you I'm just did. kidding. You're just kidding. Yeah. You'd have to prove yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was the uh, that's the guy that has the argument with Phoebe Waller-Bridge's um, droid at the, at the yeah. cage. 
The droid trainer, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So that was oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, wow. I would much have preferred yeah. to see you than to see uh, oh, Ron Howard's... Um, I think brother. the version that they made would have been brilliant, actually, that the... That the um, the original directors made it was it was so subversive and and it was totally in the spirit of Han Solo. Right. But I don't think that um, it, it floated the the boat of the executives. I think they wanted a a more um, original kind, not original, a more um, traditional kind of. Star Wars, which was a show. They, I mean, obviously, we're going by what we see and hear in on movie websites and rumours. Was that they were trying to go for more of an Ace Ventura kind of comedy, sort of slapstick comedy, which is and, and very improvised. Was the the rumours that yeah. that um, old Nerenreich had to go and get um, acting lessons because he wasn't quite there with his improvising. Uh, so I'm assuming you did you see the whole script for the original one then? No, uh, right. didn't see the script at all. Oh, right. Oh, right. So they just offered me the part. I didn't I didn't um, audition or anything. They offered me, didn't tell me what the part was, and uh, didn't, you know, couldn't see a script. So I said yes, just on the fact that it was Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but then I said to my agent, fucking hell, I could be playing, like, Jabba the Hutt's mum. <laughs> and I said yes. <laughs> but is it, like you say, you're a Star Wars fan. Who wouldn't? So I would, I would, I wouldn't care i, I just no just i just want to be on that set oh it's one of the greatest that getting that call was one of the greatest days professionally one of the greatest days of my life it ended up being um a bit of a disappointment but i still was there i had c3po's original glove tied to my costume no brought to me every day i've got photos and everything oh. you know brought to me every day you know, I've touched it and sat in my dressing room with it, and oh my god, some oh, yeah. amazing things. And you also some, said, Ashley, amazing... that you were measured up for a toy. How does that work? Oh, they 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 film you like on this 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 amazing sort of three D machine, mm. uh, so that they can. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've no idea how it works, but it's like it was a whole separate studio and like a big pod. And then massive lights all the way round, and you know you do various poses and whatever. Yeah. Oh, gutted! And when I think about it, gutted. Oh, sorry, we shouldn't bring that. Up gutted. Anymore, That's twice that we've pissed, pissed right. you off and, and made you gutted. You haven't pissed me off. <laughs> it, it, the thing is, it's like it must be the 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 feelings must be very contradictory, and the fact that you feel so great that you've been in a Star Wars film, literally, but then nobody is ever going to see you in a Star Wars film. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm a huge kind of fantasy fiction. I'm a real nerd. So I'm a big fantasy fiction uh, fan. And um, every time I've done anything to do with fantasy fiction, it's been a disappointment. So I think I just need to enjoy it and steer clear of it in a professional, in a professional basis. But then if they, if they came back to you and said, look, Ashley, we're really sorry about your experience on the last Star Wars. We're going to base the next trilogy on your your character is going to be the main character. You're going to say yes to that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to do that, Pav. But yeah, you I don't would. know because it's all up in the air now. Who knows what? Isn't he yeah, Ryan Johnson is supposed to be having a trilogy of movies. Who knows that he's whittling away on his little pad? It could be me saying Ashley McGuire is the one. She's she's yeah. the one. We're going to do it. Yeah. 
yeah. I absolutely, I'd jump at the chance. Oh, I think it'd be amazing, especially the fact then that we'd be able to talk to you just about Star Wars. I mean, as I don't yeah. know if you can see, like my shed, it's just full of Star Wars. I can see it's it. full of Star. What did you think of the Mandalorian? Have you seen that yet? Haven't seen haven't it. Haven't you? Haven't got a Disney Plus. Haven't you? It's, it's worth. Is it good? It's worth the five ninety nine just for the Mandalorian. I tell you. Oh, okay. Without a doubt, it's. I'll try that. One. Old school Star Wars. That's how I put it. It's Is it? old school Star Wars. Yeah. Put it right back. Okay. Oh yeah, I just saw the rise of Skywalker recently, which I loved. Mm. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I was. I. I. I'm turning around on it. I wasn't. I. Yeah. I was. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed to start with, but. Um, but you know. But talking not, of all these roles, not actually, that role. <laughs> <laughs> talking of all these roles, is there a role you would absolutely love to do? Is there a part? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, why? Why? Because because you never know, right. and you know, you don't want to jinx it. There is one part in particular that I would really love. Right. On TV or film. Yeah, any, oh, right. any... <laughs> <laughs> even on stage. Is, is that is that a superstition of actors that they don't say what roles they'd really like to get in case it jinxes them, or is that just you? No, I think most of them would put it out there and hope that somebody would would go, "Oh yeah, that'd be great." But um... you're not going to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, it worked for Samuel L. Jackson. He put it out there that he wanted to be in a Star Wars movie, and he got Mace Windu. Yeah, but he was a big star, wasn't he, Pat? You're a big star, Ashley. Yeah. You don't realise, you don't realise quite how loved and how people love you because of who you are and what you do. I should come up to one of your, um, your, your, uh, concerts. Come to one of our live shows, you will experience how much I said. I think I said to you on a message, I said, if you came and you come out on that stage, people would lose their shit. They Mm. wouldn't. They would. You have no idea. I mean, uh, uh, Slugs, bless him, came to, it was a, uh, was a guest on every one of our uh, live shows, got a standing ovation every time. And he was, he'd been to every one of our shows on stage. Oh. If you turned up, we've said the same thing to, to Paul Shahidi as well. They would go fucking nuts. I'm telling you now, I'll say it on the podcast. They would go absolutely nuts. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll speak to give to Paul and we'll, we'll see if we can come up and we'll see if we can come up together. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing. We said, we said on one of our other shows that what we wanted to do with, um, with Paul was not to have him as a guest for the entire show. And at the right at the end, he came out and sang the good guys song. That was it. That was all he'd do. Say, thank you very much at the end. And then just walk off again, (laughs) just for those five minutes. He said, that's a great idea. I'd love to do that. But I think he was working at the time, so he couldn't do it. But we'll leave that. We'll keep that for a a, a later. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't do them because I don't think I'm very interesting. Oh, per- actually, oh don't- actually, me. No. I don't think I'm very interesting. I'm not good at all of this sort of you're thing, a- so I try and avoid you're it. You're amazing. You, you would go down an <laughs> absolute storm. You really would. Just to let you know, you see, we we quite often ask other guests on the podcast, apart from Kerry and Curtin, who's your favourite character in this country? And Big Mandy very often comes up as their yeah. favourite. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not just blowing smoke up your ass. No, it's no, kidding. no. Genuinely do. <laughs> I think I think it's weird because like you're seeing it from you go on there and you spend, I don't know, a couple of days, maybe. Yeah, a week. At, at the yeah. most. Yeah. You need to see it from like the dump gang 
point of view, which is the uh, for us that's the that's the number one Facebook group. You need to join that one, Ashley, and come and join in the love, because guaranteed you will see the love that you get. If you're ever having a dang day, just I'll tell you, join the dump gang, log in, and you'll be your because they are a lovely community as well. They're not just fans; they look after each other a lot. When people are having dang uh-huh. days, I've never known a fan community like it. I've said loads of times here that the Star Wars fan community now has got very divisive over the last few years. The This Country fan group, especially the Dump Gang on Facebook, are beautiful. They are they, they look after each other so nicely. It's it's a oh, that's lovely. It is a lovely, lovely thing to see and to be part of that. And you, of all people, you're one of the, you're one of the you're the big cheese. You are, you are, don't shake your head. You are, you do, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, that is the truth. I'm just telling you. (laughs) You still don't believe it, do you? You still don't believe. Ashley, to prove it, what you should do is do a big Mandy Riggs like Jack and Ori and post it on the podcast. You watch and see what happens if you. That would be funny. Honestly, that would be funny. Crazy for you, and I mean, Ashley, look, there's, there's T-shirts and everything. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah, but that's just you and me have got that T-shirt. Other people have bought them. A few other yeah. people have bought them. It's not just us. <laughs> 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 After three series of this and a special, do you realise is that the only time that it's starting to sort of go in now that other people are watching this show? Yeah, I mean, I know people. What I, you know, people do come up to me and stuff, but um... oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I mean, very humble uh, there. Actually, they are. Yeah, but the thing is, you've only got to look. We've done three live shows now, and they've been. They've every one of them has sold out in a theater, like a two hundred seat theater, and the fans just love. I mean, and that's just us talking about this country or playing silly games. You know, we've had Paul Cooper. We've had um, Trevor. Mark, Trevor uh mark mark kempner's come um obviously slugs bless him has come as well so it's it's all about the show and they love the show it's 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 and they love the people that are in the show so i can see you're still not convinced i can see <laughs> please, <laughs> Just, please come to it please come to it. we'd love it. Right. We'd love it we'll, we'll, we'll keep you in touch and we'll 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 we'll, we'll sort it out we'll keep plugging it. away maybe in we'll the sort end. it out if if we've got to come up and give you a piggyback from London all the way back to Siren, Lion. Neil will gladly do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind, Ashley. It would take no chance. We'll get there. Oh dear. <laughs> so so <laughs> rickshaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a car. Well, we yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll just do maybe. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just do that. Um, so, let like you say that at the moment things have sort of slowed down and stopped. Have you got? things in the future once everything's back to normal that you'll be working on yeah i hope so i mean the second series of mallory towers um we were supposed to be in canada obviously july and august to film that so that's probably going to be well we're hopefully september i don't know i don't know how they're gonna do it i know they're very keen to do it the bbc but um a hell of an undertaking i think they'd have i don't know they'd have to maybe Test us all, quarantine us all together, and then they could start. Mm. I don't, you know, mm. it's not for me to to speculate. But when they're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, um, it's just uncertain. Nobody knows the end of it yet either, do they? That's the thing. And second spikes and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, or if there'll ever be a, a vaccine or anything, mm. we just don't. We don't know anything. Yeah. So, 
hopefully Mallory will go will go soon enough. I'm going to actually have a, after this. I'm going to have a Zoom with the, the producers of that, so we might have a bit more of a, an idea. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to doing the second series. It was great fun. Awesome. I need to catch up on that. I haven't seen that yet, so apologies for that. You don't know if it's going to be your thing. Really, I don't know. I? Anything with you in it, Ashley, is my thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that all right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, so, and how are you at the moment with your broken leg and stuff? Are you? Oh yeah, all right. Just started walking again now. It's fine. Yeah. That's good. It, yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite a bad accident, actually. And that was over in France that that happened. Yeah, we've got, the house is like up a dirt track, and. Um, it's a bit difficult to negotiate on a on a bike on a motorbike anyway, and then this dog came and attacked me out of nowhere. So I my instinct was just to um, accelerate, and I accelerated and crashed. And but when was lucky not to break my neck. But when really. you crashed, did you go fucking prick? Fucking prick. <laughs> not really. I just was more kind of like help. <laughs> oh my god! I was trapped under the bike, but the dog ran away. And Paul Paul K said to me, um, "What happened to the dog?" I said, oh, it ran away and he went, it's fucking lucky. It never tore your throat out, wouldn't it? That would have been a hell of a death. Oh, my God. It could have been a lot worse then. It could have been yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. So do you ever use your, well, especially now in this sort of downtime and, and when you were sort of recuperating, do you, do you go creative and try and write or anything like that? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think everybody's pitching at the moment. The world and his wife is mm. writing and pitching at the moment, and um, uh, I think it's uh, uh, harder than it looks. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, yeah, I, I have, I have, I think about it, and um, people ask and whatever, but. It's much harder than it looks, you know. If 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 they've made it onto television or whatever, they've they've done an amazing thing, mm. an amazing thing. Right. So talking of television, then what's your go-to program at the moment? Everybody's been binging something. Uh, I like Shit's Creek. Okay. That's what I'm watching at the moment. I tend to watch documentaries. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so boring. No, no, no. But I say I. I it's hard to watch dramas because a friend walks in. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you're into it and then somebody will turn up and you're like, oh, you know, where's Clive? Right. And it takes you out of it a little bit. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I liked, enjoyed Shit's Creek and I liked Normal People as well. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. So what, what documentaries have you been watching? I take it you, Tiger oh, King. Anything. I haven't seen Tiger King because I was worried that there might be a bit of animal cruelty in it, and I I can't really watch that sort of thing. But uh, but anything else, uh, uh, and I like kind of football documentaries and um, yeah, I, I, anything really. I'll, I'll if it's on, I'll I'll watch it. Okay, McMillions. Have you seen McMillions? No. <laughs> anything. You won't I'll watch anything. That's two I've given you. Not watch either of them. That's okay. That's quite interesting. That's about the uh, McDonald's game. Oh, McMillions! Yes, I did did see it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, with the mafia. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, That was amazing. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll never buy a McDonald's again. Liar. 
I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we know you too well, pal. They're open again. <laughs> McDonald's is open again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I'm on a diet now, I'm not allowed to have it, so I can't. Uh, they, oh, mate. But there you and go. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't be bothered with that queue. I just couldn't be bothered. Are they queuing yeah. for McDonald's? Apparently, in our little local science system, when it first opened, the queue was about an hour and forty minutes to get. No, yes, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm talking and crazy. Did you see Primark yesterday or yeah. was it Monday? The queues for yeah. that. We were laughing about the fact that there were all these people protesting for Black Lives Matter, and then those same people were in the <laughs> queue buying cheap clothes made by slave labor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the irony of it all. Yeah, it's crazy. We are living in crazy, crazy times. It is the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's... I've got a Black Lives Matter placard in my, in my window it, it, here in the flat. And someone threw an egg at it. Really? Oh, really? <sighs> fucking idiot. I know. Fucking idiot. It really, that these last sort of 12 weeks, there's been so many things that, that if you haven't got, mental health problems will give you mental health problems yeah because well i think people have genuinely lost their way yeah, as well I do. In, in all of this i do you know. it's um it makes you wonder oh, it's never going to get back to proper normal there's uh, the new normal as they keep saying but uh as long as you're you're always on the telly or on on the screen ashley then <laughs> the world will be right that's all i say quite right and when, that's, that's it. All casting directors are listening to exactly. that. Exactly. And once the Star Wars trilogy, the new one with you at the centre of it. With me in the centre of the that's story. That's what I want to see. I want to see a poster with Star Wars, you at the centre, holding a lightsaber, up aloft. Yeah, but the hat's wide. That'll be the new Star Wars sitcom, couldn't it? <laughs> Her indoors. Me That'll be what I'll end up in a fucking Star Wars sitcom. <laughs> That's about my limit. It's still Star Wars, though. Yeah, I guess so. Like I say, casting directors, we can put you in touch with Ashley. <laughs> like we've got any say in it. Like we've got any... Yeah. Like they're watching. They, they are watching. Absolutely, they are. Always. Um, thank you, Ashley, once again, for a wonderful chat. It's um, I can't believe it's been 133 episodes before we got to chat to you again. But there you go. Well done. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you. We, we, will we, keep milking it. we class it as a life achievement. We really do. It's a beautiful it thing. It is a beautiful thing. You be proud of yourselves. You've done, you've done a lovely, you've done a lovely it thing. Is. Well, thank and you very much. We have said this to everybody that's been involved in this country, that we want to say thank you to you for the work that you've done that has given everybody so much. Don't, don't cry. I can see you getting teary there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, Portia, he, Portia oh, no, Heavy, he was in pieces when I was saying this to him at the end. He was like, he just couldn't take it. Um, but no, we, right. we do want to say thank you because it has meant a lot to us, the, the, the three years and the three series and the aftermath. Although you weren't in the aftermath, were you? No. Why was that? I take it you were working somewhere else or? Yes, I think I was doing, I can't remember. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Probably working, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for everything that you've done, uh, Ashley, and thank you for Big Mandy. Oh, yes, thank you. And please, Pleasure. Please do come to the live show, next live show. Please do. All right, yeah, I will. Yeah, we will, we will try and sort that out and make it as easy for you as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I'm in the country, I'll come, definitely. That's fantastic. You heard that, fans? 
<laughs> you heard that. Um, and like I say, give uh, give the Dump Gang Facebook a look. Uh, I'll send you an invite and you can join and see. And just bathe in the love. That's all you've got to do. Just bathe in the love. All right. <laughs> still, still not convinced. Uh, Ashley, thank you so much. We love you and uh, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Ashley McGuire, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only. Fantastic. There Fantastic. you go. I still, it feels like a like late night with Wogan. And now the Ronnie Hazelhurst Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she lovely? She is wonderful. Isn't she Isn't wonderful? Isn't she wonderful? <laughs> Oh, you, you just can't beat her. She is a fantastic person, really is. A genuine star, isn't she? Genuine star. Um, right, so Neil, do you want to... We've got uh, new information. We certainly do. So, so we need to talk about that. At the end of every podcast, I usually forward you to where to find us on all the social media. And you can still find us on all the social media, but now you need to look at or us under WTAF. TC Pod, all one word, and that's us under all the social medias. All of them, pal. Facebook, okay. Instagram, and Twitter. And then the email address is still the same, isn't it? Yes, it is, Neil. WTF this country at hotmail.com. And you can also go to our website, which is WTFpodcast.com for all the information, especially after listening to Ashley just talk for tickets for our live shows. Indeed, because who knows, Big Mandy may be there. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be amazing. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, okay, so thank you very much, everybody. Uh, you can also um, join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WTAF, uh, if you would like to become a Patreon bozo. Uh, if you want to give us just a, a one-off slice of um, support, uh, you can buy us a coffee. We're now part of coffee. So it's uh, K-O slash, no, what, what's the little one? Dash. Dash. Is it got a f- fancy word? Because no, slash is the sideways. Uh, and dash, it, I don't know. It's uh, K-O dash F-I dot com forward slash W-T-A-F T-C pod. Um, and you can come and buy us a coffee for like three quid. Come buy us a coffee. Wouldn't that be lovely? Lovely. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's it for another episode. Um, we've seen uh, Big Mandy has returned, and uh, we love Ashley. I think we that's do. all we have to say. We do. So, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you once again to the lovely Ashley, and uh, just go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, (laughs) Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. 
the top 10 of anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.